0: Welcome to the Foul Vine Podcast with Sarah and Scotty Mount, where everything wine and baseball is in fair territory. Today we will be drinking a 2020 San Giovese, recapping week 14 of the 2023 season, and discussing vibes around the league as we come to the midpoint of the season. As always, grab a glass and join us. Look, big paper, I increase my wealth, uh, Red wine is good for my health. Uh wrestle with demons I ain't take no else. Uh allow me to introduce myself. I said All righty, Sarah. Welcome back. We are here and we're at the midpoint of the 2023 season.
1: Crazy, time flies.
0: Time flies. Time flies. We're coming to the All-Star break. Um, I hope this second half of the season is much slower, because I feel like we've gone through this first half really fast.
1: Yeah, agreed. And I'm
0: not ready for the season to be over. But I am excited for the All-Star game in Seattle.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm really excited for the Derby um, as well, and just going strong into the second half.
0: Absolutely. Sarah, before we get into wine, tell us where you're at. We're remote again.
1: We are. Uh, We're happening. We're separate, um, but distance makes the heart grow fonder, right, Scotty?
0: This is true. This is true. And so (laughs) does wine.
1: (laughs) And so does wine, exactly. So right now I'm on Cape Cod, actually. So hoping to catch some Cape League games as well. They're free. There's definitely um, some good baseball players, some college guys here on the Cape probably going to get drafted here coming up so um that's exciting but on the cape great weather just you know bucket hat season rosé season spending time at the pond swimming in the sun it's been awesome
0: hell yeah love that Um, how have you been i've been good um i also saw you on the water i was on the water for the fourth of course on the one of the three rivers um (laughs) It was fun. We had a beautiful fourth of July here in Pittsburgh. And I went to some baseball games, which I can't wait to talk about. Nice. Um but um, you know, same old, same old in in the four one two.
1: Lovely, lovely.
0: But um should we get into our wine here?
1: Yes. What are what are we drinking? AKA you're drinking by yourself today, sadly. But... Yeah,
0: sorry guys. I, I dropped the ball here. I thought I found a popular wine that we could get in throughout the country but we're both drinking a sangiovese. Yes. Me specifically it's my bottle this week. We are drinking a 2020 Salto Sangiovese. Um this wine is from my grandfather's region of Abruzzo in oh, Italy. Cool. Um Sangiovese is the most popular grape in Italy. Like you there's Sangiovese wines made in almost um, almost every region in Italy. Okay. Not every region, but a lot. Uh, you, When you think of Abruzzo, you think of the Monte Paciano, but the Sangiovese is just as popular in Tuscany and Abruzzo, Lombardy, everywhere. Um, this one specifically comes from Ilari Winery in a town called Loreto Aprutino, Abruzzo. Um, this is a town that is near the coast of the Adriatic Sea. Um, Abruzzo, a little bit about the region. It's known as Europe's greenest region. Um It's, there's a lot of history here. The presence of man has been documented since the Paleo- Paleolithic era. I'm not a historian, but <laughs> I think that's a long time ago, right? <laughs>
1: Sounds like it.
0: Uh, <laughs> over 10,000 years ago, this area was discovered. Um And, you know, agriculture and breeding uh, was, was a big, was a big part of this region. It's a big, it's a big rural area. It's there's a lot, a lot happening. Um, they began cultivating cereals, wheat, barley. Wheat is big here. S- the spaghetti made, <laughs> homemade spaghetti made in this region is some of the best in the world. Why is and that? The wheat. Oh, well,
1: because the, of the wheat. Okay.
0: Yes. Some of the best wheat. I guess due to how mountainous the mountainous the region is, and, and then also you have. Like you have the wa- the sea on the uh, to the east, okay. um, it makes for a good um, climate for growing wheat mm. and other foods. It's a great agricultural region. Okay, uh, the richness in resources is still present today. Obviously, that didn't change. Um, the beautiful cold nights and gentle warm nourishing days makes for a perfect environment to grow grapes and olives specifically. So a lot of olive trees, olive oil is made here too. Yeah. Um, and so, due to the diversity of the land and the climate, the variety and richness of the food is one of the best to offer in Italy. Not a lot of people talk about Brusio. You talk about Tuscany, rightfully so. Beautiful region. You um, know, you talk about the south of Italy for olive oil, like Basilicata, Calabria great regions for olive oil. Um, But this specific winery, Ilari, is a family-owned estate um, and it is internationally renowned for their award-winning wines produced with Sangiovese grapes. Nice. It's located 20 kilometers from the Adriatic Sea and it's outside of the coastal town of Piscara, which is one of the bigger cities in uh, the region of Abruzzo.
1: Abruzzo.
0: Abruzzo. The Abruzzese.
1: Abruzzese.
0: Um, <laughs> so the name of this winery came about uh, from the name of the inhabitants of their village. So the name of the village is, like I said, Lareto Abrutino. Um, it was originally known as Laretum, and a, which is a Latin, Latin term for laurel grove or bay tree. So this town is on a hillside covered in bay trees. So there's where you get your name for the winery. Um, and, also and to,
1: probably some good bay leaves for a really good bolognese with that exactly. fresh Exactly. I there. just made
0: a bolognese this week. I sent you a car pictures. It was yeah. very good. I was very happy. I need to talk to Connor though. We need to we need to talk about our different different techniques.
1: Sounds but, like a different uh, podcast.
0: It does. It does. <laughs> Let's get back to the wine. Um, So this specific wine is aged for three months in a 3,400 liter French oak barrel. Um, And it's also a, do you know how we talked in in the past about Italian wines where there's specific classification? So there's the DOC and the DOCJ, Right. right? They're very regulated. Well, there's a different one called the Terre di Chieti. And this I think is specific to the Abruzzese region Um, this is not, does not have a DOC or DOCG status. These winemakers produce, winemakers produce under this designation with certain flexibilities, such as grape, which grapes may be grown specifically and how long the grape, the wine may be aged.
1: Hmm.
0: So certain classifications and and regulations with this uh, designation 60% uh, 60% of these wines are white wine, which I'd be interested to dive into one of those in the future. Yeah, definitely. But the red wines are, are mostly Sangiovese, Montepulciano, and Merlot. These are the primary var- varieties yielding medium bodied wines with intense ruby color and red fruit flavors. So, Sarah, are we ready to jump into this Sangiovese?
1: Yes, I also have a Sangiovese, not the same winery. Um, Mine's made from organic grapes, but the internet says that Sangiovese often has a flavor profile of sour red cherries with earthy aromas and tea leaf notes. So we'll see if we share some um, commonalities in those areas.
0: Yeah, I I, I got a lot of, like, earthy, spicy notes with red fruits for Sangiovese, so... Um, we'll, we'll have to see it for ourselves. All righty. And as always, we're drinking out, or I am at least, drinking out of my Clemente wine glass. Shout out to the Clemente Museum. Shout out. Shout out. Heavy pours only, of course. All righty, Sarah. Let's give this, I'm gonna give this a smell. I'm gonna twirl it up a little bit. Let it breathe.
1: Gotta check the legs.
0: Yeah. So I don't like, yeah, there are legs for sure. I can see some legs. Um, I'm definitely getting the red fruit, like cherry. Um, maybe some cinnamon. Um, you know, hinting towards the spice notes. And it is a pretty dark wine. It's a, these are known to be an intense ruby color. I don't know if you'd consider this a ruby color. It's pretty dark.
1: Yeah, yours looks really pretty deep red. Like I can't even see through the glass.
0: No, definitely can't see through the glass. All right, I'm gonna give it a taste.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. This is pretty smooth.
1: Mm.
0: yeah no it's smooth it's, it, it's definitely I mean two sips in I feel like I could drink a whole bottle of this um, uh, it's, it's light um, but it's definitely drier um, I definitely taste the sour red fruit notes um, I don't know if I'm getting the spices though
1: Mm, that's unfortunate. I, I think I like my wine a little bit spicier. Okay. I will have to say. So this one, I definitely get the same sour cherry, sour fruit notes. Um, and it is very smooth and drinkable um, with a little spice at the end. So I have to say, so far, I'm a big fan of the grape. That is Sangiovese,
0: The most popular grape in arguably the best wine country in the world. Yeah. So... There, there we go. You go.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: So, Sarah, I'm excited to drink our San Giovese throughout this episode. We have a lot to talk about. We have week 14 to recap. And then we are going to get into some vibes. And we're going to be talking about the All-Star break and the midseason throughout throughout all that. So let's let's take a break and come back and recap week 14.
1: Sounds good. Salud. Cheers, Salud.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Alrighty. All right, Sarah. We are back. Week 14. And
1: we're back. Week 14.
0: (laughs) A lot to recap. We had some we had some um matchups that we outlined uh prior to this week. Um well during the weekend. And we're gonna discuss them a little bit briefly. Um and then there's a couple matchups during this week that I outlined. Um, but first Let's talk about our local pirates. What? Okay, this weekend was a big, probably the most popular weekend in Pittsburgh every summer—the Hawaiian T-shirt weekend.
1: Oh, the, the crowd Lula. goes wild.
0: I have I have the last three, so I didn't go for the T-shirt. I went for the the bucket hat because that is new. Mm. And I boy am I happy that I went Friday night. I'll tell you why, Sarah. Tell me so, why. First of all, just a brief overview of the series. Brewers take two or three. But the night I went, they did not win because I was there.
1: That's right.
0: Friday, the Brewers take a quick four-o lead. But that last inning was so exciting. Um, I got in with some friends. We were sitting like sort between home and in the pirates dugout. Um, we had a good view and cut. Hits, you know had a big game, hit a home run off the foul pole in the middle of the game, and mm-hmm. then in the ninth inning had an RBI double. They Love were that. down three. That put them down two. Um, and then I got on camera, because I wanted to see Henry Davis potentially walk it off, but I got on camera Carlos Santana hitting a walk-off home run into yes. the Allegheny. It was so exciting. It was one of the most exciting games I've been to. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the plate... Pittsburgh was buzzing and Carlos Santana's dance into home plate was electric.
1: Yeah. That was epic. He
0: he's a fun player. Um, and you know, I know they only, that was the only game they won that series. Um, but it was an exciting game. It was definitely was a very it, exciting game.
1: Was it cause they were wearing their horrible city connectors? jerseys?
0: <laughs> probably. Yeah. I still can't, I still can't, um, get in with those city connectors, I I, yeah. I, I don't know, whatever. But the Brewers, um, they've been on a little bit of a run. They mm. were going back and forth in first place with the Reds. We'll talk about that a little bit further here. But um, that game I wanted to highlight it was so much fun. Um, Carlos Santana has been a great player for this team. A great addition, veteran presence. And so is Kutch, obviously. Definitely,
1: so, Kutch has been clutch.
0: Exactly. Reminds me of my like high school years when the Pirates started to be good again, and Kutch was you know MVP years, and yeah, you know it's it's great to have him back. I hope I hope he retires here.
1: Yeah, I think he will. I feel like that's the move for him for I, sure. I
0: think I think so too. Yeah, um, you know, next I have no notes other than um, you know, Yankees at Cardinals. Cardinals take two or three. Okay, next. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> no, wait up, because you. <laughs> Somewhere deep down, you're like kind of happy the Cardinals won, or no? So yes and it?
0: no, because I know the Cardinals. Like I think the possibility just, of them like right. coming back is like pretty much zero at this point.
1: Okay, so we're over the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, we're over the Cardinals. And when we recap our like preseason picks, I my preseason t- picks were bad, Sarah. Like <laughs> were really bad. Um, I'm usually pretty decent with these picks. Um, I believed in too much hype with certain teams. But, yeah, the Cardinals took two or three from the Yankees. Jordan Montgomery got a win against Garrett Cole. That was kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> um, and uh, the Yankees, I'm not worried about the Yankees just yet. I, I have some gripe with how they're handling certain situations and certain lineups and whatnot. But they are still, like, they're, they're about to overcome the orioles in the division they're pretty close to doing so like they're, they're they're still holding their well
1: they're three games back from the orioles
0: are they three games i thought they're only a game
1: no they're three
0: well i'll take that back <laughs> 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 sorry they they're they could take three or four tonight it's a four game series but um yeah i mean they're not out they're they're, they're, they're definitely they're not fine, out uh but i would like to see them pick it up yeah so.
1: of course <laughs>
0: Uh, um next the Padres at Reds mm. the Reds take two of three the Padres my god what are you doing San Diego
1: yeah seriously like the Reds are just the big red machine eating everything that comes in its way it seems and San Diego
0: everything
1: are just utter utter disappointments
0: they're exciting I mean so Friday uh Matt McLean two run homer to tie the game with two else in the 10th Ellie, RBI double, ties it up in the 11th, and Spencer Steer walked it off. He's been exciting. And then the best part about this game, they had the uh, walk-off uh, fireworks as the Taylor Swift was, concert was going on next door. Oh, that they is They don't awesome. care about the Swift concert. <laughs> the Rally Reds are in town, baby. Yeah. So shout-out to the Reds. They're fun to watch. Yeah, um, they are. Saturday, little fun tidbit, Nelson Cruz, recorded a hit on his 43rd birthday, first player with a hit at 43 or older since Vitro in
1: 2018. Whoa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah reds take two of three. Reds are reds are they're very real. much real. They are very real.
1: They're very real. It's wild.
0: For all the picks I got wrong preseason, like I will stick to my claim that the Reds are legit, like yeah. a month ago. So um the one that we, one series that I think both of us talked about, um, we were both excited for this weekend, the Astros at Rangers, the Battle of mm-hmm. Texas.
1: Battle of Texas.
0: The Astros are like not dead.
1: Definitely, not, say?
0: definitely
1: yeah, not, not. dead Definitely
0: not dead. No, not dead. The Astros take three of four. Um, Josh Young and J- Jonah Heim go back to back on Friday, two exciting players in that team. Um, the Monday game was the most exciting. Okay, this was the fourth game of the series. I was actually watching this. The Rangers went up ten to two, I think it was. Well, no, no, sorry. The Astros were up ten to two. The Rangers come back and in seventh with an Adalys Garcia home run, they tied it up. But then the Astros ended up winning it anyways. Mm. Um, it was a very offensive friendly game.
1: Yeah, um, that's been how it's been going for the Astros lately.
0: Yeah, yeah, the the Astros are coming. They're only three now. After that series, I don't know about right now, they were after that series, they were only three games back in AOS. So,
1: yeah, now they're only two. Oh,
0: (laughs) all right. The Astros, even though they have guys in the IEL, which we'll talk about in a little bit, like this team is it's the Astros, it's Dusty Baker. Yeah, and they're just just deep.
1: They've been there, they've done this. Exactly.
0: Next, the NL East, Sarah, the Braves hosted the Miami Marlins.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh start the series as a top two teams in LA East. I still don't believe in the Marlins, but maybe should I should start because I think they're like 12 games over 500 right now.
1: Yeah, they're they're 51 and 37. They're eight that's games crazy. back from Atlanta, but yeah, they're 51 and 37. Good Wait, for you, that's Miami. so
0: funny. They're 51 and 37 but eight games back from that's how good Atlanta is right. Exactly.
1: Right. Exactly. Atlanta's um, just ridiculously good at baseball.
0: So good. And, you know, Matt Olson crushed his NL-leading 27th and 28th home runs on Friday. Um, six home runs for the Braves on Friday. Set an NL record for home runs in a month with 61. Whoa. And also my favorite stat, because I love Ronald Acuna, first player in MLB history with 20-plus home runs and 35-plus stolen bases before the All-Star break. Wow. That's amazing. That's,
1: That's literally unheard. Baseball is
0: so much better with that type of play. I, I yes. can't stress that enough. Yes. Um, we so love like yeah. the small ball. Shout out to Acuna. Shout out to the Braves, who after that series won eight straight games. I think you know they probably are at twelve now. But um, shout out to the Braves. They're, they are probably the favorites to win the World Series right now.
1: Yeah, I would say Braves are raised, right?
0: yeah uh, that that would be a fun world series yeah that would be a really fun what, world it,
1: what it's gonna be
0: um lastly our uh, you know the series we talked about um being excited for this weekend the diamondbacks at the angels
1: yep another al exactly oh, no, no west, west. versus AOS.
0: yeah yeah diamondbacks take two of three um ohtani had a 1.398 ops in june Ah, uh, the next closest was Eddie Rosario at one point one oh seven. So like he's just lapping everybody while he's pitching too. Just, yeah. just a, I didn't believe in aliens well, he's hitting, yeah. came in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, Dbacks recalled Dominic Fletcher. Shout out Team Italia, mm-hmm. um, versus the Angels, where he he faced his older brother David Fletcher.
1: Whoa, love the familial ties.
0: Both of them started for Team Italy in the World Baseball Classics. So shout out to Fletchers. Her mom grew up in Tuscany, I guess. She's Whoa, cool. She's Italian, yeah. Um, and then Otani hit his 30th home run on uh, this during this series. It was 493 feet, <laughs> almost 500 feet. And he has 30 home runs in 84, 84 games this year. Last year, Judge had 30 through 84 as yes, well. Sir. So is, is Ohtani, good? <laughs> is Otani going to win the AL home run record this year? Is he going to and also the Cy Young? Maybe, like Judge just hit sixty two last year, overcoming Roger Maris, right? Right. And Otani's hitting the same amount of home runs at the same pace. I, this will be an exciting second half for Otani. I, I, uh,
1: yeah, definitely. Viners out there, go see an Angels game this summer. Go
0: see an Angels Go game. see an
1: Angels game. You want to see O'Donnie. We're well, never going to see the likes of him ever again. Like, And he's on one this season.
0: Never, never. And then just, you know, lastly, for the D-backs, who won the series, they're the second team in the N out of 50 wins. They're they're real, too, just like the they're Reds. They're very
1: though. real. They're a game and a half ahead. In of first. the Dodgers? Yeah, in first, yeah. ahead of the Dodgers.
0: So shout out to the Diamondbacks. Um, That was the series for this weekend. Just... Two series this week that I want to highlight, you know, our, our two teams, you know, our local team, the Pirates, mm-hmm. and then the Yankees. The Pirates are at L.A. right now. Um, they won the first game. The series is tied one run right now. I don't know what the – I think they play tonight yep. to decide the series. Uh, but the cool part of that series was Kutch meeting up with the fans from eight years ago I in San Diego. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, Pretty cool. That is cool. so cute. That's guys being cute right
0: there. Guys being cute, and you can always count on catch, you know, being a guy. Um,
1: being a guy so, who's cute, doing yeah. cute things.
0: Yeah. Um, and then you know, secondly, we have the Orioles at the Yankees. As of right now, the Yankees are up two-one in a series of four-game series. Big series for them because they're behind the Orioles, um, and they're showing up so far. Harrison Bader had a big three-run homer in the first game to to secure the W. He's born to play in the Bronx, yeah. grew up in the Bronx. Um, and then Wednesday, Anthony Volpe hit the first home run off of Yannir Cano. Yannir Cano has been an unbelievable reliever for the Orioles this year. His first home run was Anthony Volpe that he gave up this year. So, yeah, wild. I would love to dive into Anthony Volpe's stats before and after his mom's chicken parm that he had <laughs> a couple a month ago. Which I like. There's been a couple of tweets about it where he's batting like 384 or something like that since him and his uh, the Yankees' top prospect, Austin Wells, who's in Double A, they were at his parents' house in New Jersey, and she made chicken parm for them, and he found something in his swing that was different from last year, and he hasn't. He's been so good since, like so good it's it's awesome to see that's why you you got to take be patient with some of these prospects like there's growing pains and i think he's going to be a generational talent i'm, I'm excited
1: yeah and the just lesson out of that is chicken parm cures all
0: chicken parm cures all seriously even eggplant parm whatever you prefer any
1: what- pasta pasta is all you need
0: exactly exactly Mm-mm-mm. um Couple notes too before we go into our superlatives. The Reds have won eighteen of the last twenty two games, seventeen of twenty on the road. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Just, crazy. They're wild. And I'm really happy for them. Like so I, happy. Joey Vada deserves this.
0: Um the Mets were seven and nineteen in June, worse in the National League. Are the <laughs> Mets dead? I think so.
1: I think so. I think close. I, I think they're I think they're dead. I think they're dead.
0: With the Marlins playing how they are and the Phillies as hot as they are? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Speaking of the Phillies, the Phillies look to hand the Rays their first sweep of the season. Today. Whoa. Yeah. The Phillies are hot. Yeah, um, yeah. And this is what they did last year. They got hot after Memorial Day, and they just didn't get let off the gas. Nick Cassianos is on another level this year. He's already tied his home run total from last year.
1: Oh. To- yeah, it's tied zero zero right now, going into bottom of the fourth. So we'll see.
0: Nice, nice. Well, with that said, Sarah, let's um, let's talk our superlatives.
1: All right, for, let's for this week. Yeah. Yeah,
0: let's do, let's do it. Do so, it. who's who's hit your hitter of the week?
1: <laughs> I like to do my little intro music.
0: Do it! Do it! Okay. Go
1: for it! Um, okay, my what is it? Hitter of the first?
0: Hitter of the week.
1: Okay, my hitter of the week. A guy I knew while working in the industry. Um, he doesn't wear battle batting gloves. That some call him Teddy Baseball of old. His name is Kyle Tucker. He's had yeah. a really good week. He's gone off. He's really helped the Astros a bunch in the last seven days. He's has a slash line of four twenty nine, four eighty four, and seven eighty six. A slash line, for those who don't know, is average on base percentage and then slugging percentage
0: and that's in the last week
1: yes wow yeah in seven days he has had 12 hits three of which were home runs with 11 rbis in seven days
0: wow yes. that's incredible yeah he's he got a him. grand slam too yeah right? um he did.
1: okay i didn't know that Let's See, you're you're keeping me in the loop, Scotty. Appreciate it.
0: <laughs> no, I I was watching. I I kept tabs on that Astros Rangers series. So that's a good one.
1: It is a good one. Yeah, and Kyle Tucker, he's really good. Like I can't believe he doesn't wear batting gloves. It's wild.
0: I love that about him because I never wore batting gloves. I hated batting gloves. Oh really? Yes, I'm I'm old school. Uh, I I love that. I love guys who don't wear batting gloves.
1: Yeah, he's definitely. Um... Guys, being dudes, kind of guy, and he's had a hell of a week. So shout out Kyle Tucker.
0: Shout out Kyle Tucker. Um. Okay. So my player of the week, hitter, is, or hitter of the week. Sorry. Yeah, hitter of the week is Ronald Acuna Jr. I think I, he might have been a hitter of the week for me before too. So this I is, think
1: he's almost. He's probably your perennial hitter of the week. Yeah,
0: I just <laughs> love watching him. Like just the way he plays baseball is. So much fun! I don't know how anyone could ever hate on this guy. He's in the last week ten for twenty-four, two home runs, five stolen bases. But, uh, like I said, the stat I named before, he was first player in MLB history with twenty-plus home runs and thirty-five plus stolen bases for the All-Star break. Like I, I love. He's he's gonna put up stupid numbers this year, next year, in the year. He's so young. He's um, so
1: young and so good. Yeah. So
0: yeah, like the way I looked at this too, like he's my player of the week, but he's also like my player of the first half. Okay. Like, um, I think he's he's been really good, and 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 he's I think the favorite for NL MVP at this point.
1: I would say probably that Shohei Tani is my player of the first half um, because he covers both pitching and hitting, and he's just MVP caliber all the time. So. If we're doing that, can't argue with that. Can't argue Um, with
0: that.
1: Yeah. Speaking of pitchers,
0: pitchers. Who's your pitcher of the week, Sarah?
1: Um, I think I've had him before as well, but he's been really good for this ALS AL East team. Um, he's been putting up numbers in his last two games. His name is Chris Bassett. We love and we know him. In the last two games, he's had seventeen strikeouts, four walks, and three only three earned runs. Um, his last two starts were both quality starts and he won both of those so safe to say if he gets a quality start chris bassett's gonna get a win um yeah he's doing really well and keeping toronto around that's for sure
0: shout out chris bassett he's an ohio guy too uh he grew up in like outside of cleveland i think or he went to akron i think um but yeah no shout out chris bassett good guy yeah Man, this is tough, this is tough. There's a couple guys I want to name here. Um, oh my God, I have like six pitchers listed here. Okay, I am gonna go with Andrew Abbott for the Cincinnati Reds.
1: Yep, love it.
0: Andrew Abbott, he's a rookie, he's been killing it. Everyone's like been saying why he's gonna eventually come back down to earth, but he hasn't yet. Seven point two innings pitched, four hits, one and run, one walk, twelve Ks versus the Padres on Sunday. Um for a team that like maybe their weak point is probably pitching, like he's he's holding up holding up right now as Hunter Green's out until August. Nick Lodolo's out until August. Um, he's keeping this team afloat on the pitching side as a rookie. So shout out to Andrew Abbott. Um, I also had Aaron Nola on here, fellow Italian, mm. but Hit 12 K's against the Rays, but yeah,
1: with the Phillies on their march forward, it's good yeah, one,
0: yeah, yeah. Nice. but Andrew Abbott, um, Sarah, play of the week,
1: all right, play of the week. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to head to the minors, um, because it's just feeling like you know, grind a summer, boys of summer, got to head to the minors, see what's going on there. So, Rangers, um, their double A team in Frisco, the center fielder one of their prospects evan carter threw out a runner at home from center field which i just yeah i think
0: he's their top position player prospect I'm, I've, I've watched some evan carter film he's nice. he's a stud but i didn't see this video i'm excited to watch it
1: yeah you should check it out um it was just a couple of days ago and yeah th- i mean throwing out a guy from any outfield or infield position at home is just Exciting and, you know, shout out to the Rangers catcher as well. Or the Frisco catcher, rather. But, yeah, Evan Carter showing off his cannon.
0: Frisco Rough Riders. Shout out. Frisco awesome. Rough Riders. I'm going to watch this as soon as we get off here.
1: Okay. Uh, Love that.
0: Um, I, as badly as I want to say for mine, Jose Ramirez selling home. That was my number one choice until this happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. My play of the week, if you consider this a play, is Ellie De La Cruz? He, the Nationals wanted to check his bat. Yeah. It, and there was nothing wrong with it. Something he had something on the knob. It almost looked like a blast motion sensor. Did you see it, Sarah? Mm. It I didn't. Like
1: it. I just saw the headline.
0: Yeah, he had something on the knob of his bat. Nothing was wrong. Next at bat, hits one in the upper deck, and his yeah. celebration was like, check the bat, check the to, bat to the Nationals. Yo, and I'm suppose. like, this kid is cold. This kid is. Yeah. he's a stud he's fun to watch so that's he's my play killer. of the week
1: i think it counts that's a great play
0: yeah i i really liked H- jose ramirez telling home was awesome and i might just tw- I'm, I'm gonna share that just so everyone sees that yeah uh but ellie de la cruz so
1: i feel like he has a play of the week moment every week every like does. two days really <laughs> he
0: does he's a human highlight reel
1: yeah exactly
0: all right sarah so before we you know before we take a break let's talk about the matchups we're excited for this weekend
1: yeah last weekend before the all-star break yeah um so these games matter um because it's got some tight races and so people want to get off on the right foot and um it's also a time it'll be interesting because a lot of Managers, I think, sit people who may have like have some injuries like going into the break. We also have a lot of IL people um, this time of year. So it'll be an interesting weekend. Um, The lineups may look a little bit different, I think, than you may be used to. So my first game is going to be my first matchup weekend matchup rather is going to be battle of the NL Central um, Reds at Brewers. Battle for first.
0: Love that. That was on my list. Um, okay. No, that's 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 gonna be a huge matchup before yeah, the break. Definitely. Mine my first one is gonna be potential world series matchup, Braves at Rays.
1: Yeah, I had that online too. I mean, that is the World Series matchup.
0: Yeah, as of right now for sure.
1: <laughs> sure, it's early days. Anything can happen in October, but right now that's that would be I think the most ob- the two most obvious choices for a World Series matchup. For sure. Um. Okay, good pick, good pick. I'm going to go with basically fighting for second place in the NL East, Phillies at Marlins.
0: That's going to be my pick. Nice, yeah. nice. That's going to be a good one. Let's see if the Phillies can stay hot. Um...
1: Going into Marlins, who are also hot, and they have home field advantage, kind of, because... Miami's park is not great. I don't know if it's home field advantage technically, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go to the AL West. Seattle's at Houston, and Seattle's been flirting with 500 recently. Um, they're a team that I was really high on before the season, but they've been disappointing. Like they've been striking out a ton. Mm. Um, so I want to see them go up against second place Astros, see if they can gain some ground um, nice. before the all break. Get some momentum.
1: The Big Mo, if you will. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> we also have good, you know, with our local like our teams we talk about every week. The Pirates are at the Diamondbacks, and the Cubs at, are at the, are at the Yankees. So those are two matchups I had on my list. Yeah, big ones.
1: Always, we'll always be uh, checking those out, regardless.
0: All right, Sarah, let's uh, let's take a quick break. Let's talk. Come back. Talk some vibes. Um, I Lots some of vibes. Also. Lots of vibes, names. We'll get into the All-Star Game talk and we'll go from there.
1: All right. Sounds good. I'm going to get some more wine.
0: Me too. (laughs) All righty. So, Sarah, vibes.
1: Yeah, Scotty, vibes. Lots of vibes. Lots of things going down. Um, I think we're at, you know, a big peak of summer. Um, So, baseball is... is at its high as well you know lots lots going down around the vineyard
0: so I, I think it's funny because a lot of people say this is the dog days of summer like yeah it's the you know it's the long like there's not a lot of sports on but i say you know what this is the best days because we got the all-star break we have the draft mm-hmm. we have baseball just baseball is the main focus it's like, exactly. the best time of the year so um let's start with the all-star game though Okay. Um, I want to get your opinion on the All Star Game uniforms. Did you see them?
1: Um, I did. I like them. I don't think I love them. I think they're good, not great.
0: Yeah, I love them. I don't know why. I, I, I guess they're so Seattle. Like they're I, I so think...
1: Seattle. I think they're like. I don't know. They're like slightly underwhelming. Okay. But I fair, do like fair. them. I think they're clean. I think they're gonna look sharp on all those guys. I'm gonna watch the game. I'm excited to see them all in their fits, um, but I think like I think that they have a higher ceiling. You know what I mean? They're like mm. they're I think 60 grade uh, 60 grade jerseys with a with an 80 grade ceiling. Okay, I
0: I think they should still go back like to how they used to do it, where they wear their team jerseys anyway. Yeah, I like I, I just like that's how I grew up. It's like what I'm what I'm used to. Like yeah. But I do like the, you know, I don't know why. And I just, I think they're cool. Uh, I think they're very Mm -hmm. Seattle. They fit. They're very Um, Seattle.
1: They're slick. I'll give them that for sure. I think they're better than most City connectors. These, That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, So the full rosters were announced on Sunday. We had the starters Mm -hmm. a week before, but then the full rosters were announced. And as expected, there are injuries and uh, people are replaced. So, you know, there were snubs. Like the biggest snubs at first were, I think, in my opinion, Wander Franco was a the name yeah. that came to mind, yeah. Kyle Tucker, um, David Bedner, but those guys are in now because,
1: yeah, because of injuries.
0: Wander Franco replaced Aaron Judge, Cal Tucker is replacing Mike Trout, David Bedner is replacing Clayton Kershaw. Did you see the nice thank you he gave to Clayton? He gave him some, um, some Icy Light, Icy Light, yeah, that's a Pittsburgh beer, like, yeah, it's a wh-
1: Pittsburgh's finest beer, which I don't necessarily agree with, it's definitely Pittsburgh's most famous beer
0: yeah yeah no i, I think it's <laughs> i don't know if pittsburgh has any rolling rock was a, a beer back in the day from well there's of pittsburgh. some
1: really good breweries in pittsburgh like really sure. good that's what sure. i'm sure. going off sure. of like give them some grist house or something
0: exactly exactly or even southern tier yeah but, um, southern
1: tier is technically a new york brewery
0: yeah yeah, yeah. So Julio Rodriguez, hometown guy, who's struggled to start the season, picking it up now, replaces Jordan Alvarez, who's hurt. Mm-hmm. George Kirby, another Seattle guy, is replacing Shane McClanahan. Um, and then also Shohei Otani announced I think he'll hit, but likely won't pitch due to a blister that he was taken out of his last start with. Not a not a anything to be worried about on the pitching side for him going forward with the Angels. But um yeah. Uh, was there any other names? I don't know. What did you think of the All-Star rosters? I'm excited.
1: I'm excited. It's good. I I mean, all the big guys are in there. Um, Yeah, not surprised with the lack of Pirates. Just disappointed.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's a, There was a debate on if the voting of the All-Star rosters should be changed. So, like, Michael mm-hmm. Lorenzen made it in with a 4-5 ERA as the Tigers representative. Uh, to me, like, it doesn't bother me as much. Like, I think, I don't know. I, I think every team should have a rep- representative. If Riley Green wasn't on the IL for the last month, like, I think he would be the Tigers representative. Right. Tigers, I, I, I don't really mind it. Like, it's not really, it doesn't mean anything anymore like it used to. Um, where exactly. The winner, I actually like that. To, just side note. I loved how the All-Star game used to mean something. And yeah, it's
1: the only sport that did, so it was cool.
0: And it's still the only sport that has, like, an exciting All-Star game, I think.
1: But it's definitely less exciting because it doesn't really matter. Less
0: exciting, but, like, you can't, like, half-ass baseball, right? Like, you, yeah. you can, you can like, not play defensive basketball. You can just, like, right. not play I also think,
1: Yeah, like, they have – you can't really – you can half-ass it in that you're, like, not running down the line or you're, sure. hitting or, like, going for whatever – you want to like whatever pitch you want, like just swinging at all first three pitches, that kind of thing. um But they definitely have less chance also of getting injured in a sport like baseball than they do in hockey. um
0: sure, Especially for,
1: sure. um, for the All-Star game.
0: So um I'm happy. I, if anything, I don't like how like the whole starting lineup for the NL is basically the lineup Braves. Like I think it should be, I mean, yeah. the lineup probably have the best, position player at most positions in the league but like um like the fan voting can get kind of out of hand like at what we saw in 2016 with the royals like the whole like lcd
1: says
0: like come on guys but um you know i I, i'm a traditionalist to the for the most part um and like i'd like to see them play in their team's jerseys i i'd like to see it represented from every team i think that's important it's 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 a midsummer classic like it's 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 not that important right like it's it's supposed to be like a a marketing um
1: right and you don't want to alienate any other fan base like
0: exactly mlb wants
1: all 30 teams there and all 30 teams fan bases to be watching
0: exactly so not to go on too much about that. Let's talk about the Home Run Derby, though. Wait, so real run- quick.
1: Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Um, yeah. I did want to say one thing about the Braves. They did set a franchise uh, record for sending eight players to the All-Star Game. So. Hey,
0: that's insane.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. Um, and then I have a quick question for you, Scotty. Sure. I have a fun fact trivia, and I want to know if you know. Where Sorry. was the first All-Star Game held?
0: Was it at one of the Braves stadiums? No. Okay. Um. Okay. What year was it? Look, give me that. Nineteen
1: thirty-three.
0: Polo grounds.
1: Um. No, actually, Comiskey Park, Chicago. Oh,
0: South Side. Okay. Yeah, nice. Southside.
1: Connie Mack. Um. So I think was one of the managers. I forget the. Oh, Tough McGraw. I think was the other one, and they wore. They each wore suits, so maybe managers should start wearing suits to the All-Star game.
0: I think managers taking up a jersey number is ridiculous. but I do, too. Really so I works.
1: think for the All-Star game, they should just wear suits and throw it back to 1933, because that'd be fun. I agree. Maybe in 2033, they'll do that for years or something. But um, yeah, okay. I just wanted to bring those two things up, because I was curious if you knew.
0: Fun fact. I yeah. didn't know that. All right, um, Derby time. Derby time, Sarah. So I filled out a bracket. Um, I think you did too. But the first, the full Derby field was just announced like yesterday. So yeah. a couple of guys were invited. You know, you, you definitely get guys to decline for whatever reason. But this this field I think is very exciting. Very a lot of young players, a little Hispanic players that are very exciting to watch. Julio Rodriguez in his hometown. I'm excited for that. Mookie Betts, mm. Randy Arroz yeah Vladdy guerrero luis robert adolis garcia adley rutschman
1: i know i'm very excited about adley
0: and Pete Alonzo. yeah of course yeah um three cubans by the way three cubans
1: very cool
0: i'm excited for that Uh, i would love to hear your bracket because i i went back and forth on mine and i'm trying to be a little bit different here so let me see what let's go through the matchups did you do the whole bracket
1: okay yep let me, let me uh, pull it up yeah let's go through the matchups
0: so the first matchup is the one seed and eight seed i think they base the seeds off of the number of home runs you've hit so far
1: okay so Luis robert jr or louis robert um versus adley rushman Yes. That's That's one versus eight. I'm taking Adley.
0: I'm taking Louise Robert. Okay. All right. Four through five. The, or four, the four seed and five seed. Odalis Garcia and Randy Rosarena, which might be the best matchup in this first round.
1: Yeah. I'm taking a Rosarena.
0: I'm taking Rosarina Rosarena, too. I'm not betting against Randy.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, don't bet against playoff Randy. Um, okay, and then 2-7, Pete Alonso versus Julio Rodriguez. This is a matchup from last year. Um, very exciting. I'm going to go I, – I think – okay, I, this one was really hard because you got the hometown hero. You got an old defending champ. I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez.
0: I, I went back and forth on this, Sarah. I'm not going to lie. I've had Pete yeah. going on the way. I've taken him back. I've I'm taking, I'm taking Pete in this round.
1: Mm. Okay, and then we have Mookie Betts versus Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So let me just say one thing. Shout out to Mookie Betts' wife for urging him to do this. I don't know if you saw that, but basically Mookie was like, yeah, I'm doing this because of my wife. She was basically like, you need to do this, represent um, black culture in baseball. Like, You need to be more present. Also, this is the one thing you haven't done in baseball. Like, He's won World Series. He's been an all-star. He's been on the east coast he's been on the west coast so um just shout out mookie Betts, his wife but um i'm gonna take mookie bets i think he's gonna come in with some sneaky power because he's just an ultra athlete
0: okay i agree with that i agree with that 100 he's like one of the best athletes in baseball um but i am not taking Mookie. i'm taking vladdy okay i go for pure power here um so my my second round matchups and are Luis Robert versus Randy, Vladdy versus Pete. What are yours?
1: Okay, so mine's Rushman. Wait, what do you say? Luis Robert versus...
0: I have Luis Robert versus Randy. Yeah, so Vladdy I have Rushman
1: versus, versus Randy and uh, Mookie Betts versus Julio Rodriguez.
0: Alrighty, who do you have in your championship? Okay. Don't say um, your winner.
1: Okay, I have Adley versus Mookie.
0: Wow, we have completely different championship. I have Randy versus Vladdy. Okay. And then your winner
1: is Adley. I'm betting big on Adley Rush. Adley. Let's
0: go. I love Adley. I love Adley. I am going to go Randy because I feel like you can't bet against Randy or Rosarena. Like, I, I feel know. like he's a big moment guy. I'm going all Randy. I feel like he's made for this moment. What scares me, though, is the person when I first looked at the eight guys. The person he's playing in the first round is another guy I could see winning it all.
1: Mm-hmm. I could and see adults. almost all of them winning it. I could see yeah, all of them winning it all. That's a great the whole field. thing. Like, this great is field. a great field. Like Well done, MLB, for getting these guys. I'm excited to watch it um, on Monday. Oh, it's going to be so exciting, Scotty.
0: I can't wait. It's going to yeah. be one of the better ones, for sure. Um, no, awesome. This is exciting. Yeah, um, and it's
1: cool that we each have separate... Um, yeah we had completely
0: different matchups completely
1: different matchups i just wanted to get your thoughts also so did you see that the home run derby is now called the hbcu swingman classic presented by t-mobile so i
0: did not but i love that
1: yeah i thought you would i just wanted to get your yeah. thoughts
0: no that's awesome I, I did not see that to be completely honest with you that's that's awesome
1: yeah really cool i'm really glad mlb is embracing that i do think it has a big thing to do with Ken Griffey Jr. kind of being, being the guy of the home run derby, especially now that it's in Seattle. So they're they're stepping up their game. MLBS.
0: Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. Um. No. Cool. Now let's let's go into some a little bit more vibes. Uh, you know, our typical weekly news. I have some bad news for his IL. A lot of IL. This has been a weird year with injuries. Um, And I think a lot of these IL injuries or IL stints are due to the all-star break and getting guys rest. But we'll start to list some of them off. Shane McClanahan, the 15 day with mid-back tightness. He was removed from his last start. Um, Sad one is Mike Trout. They're all sad. Mike Trout.
1: Yeah.
0: uh, Left hammock fracture. The hammock um that injury scares me like guys that break their hammock bone which is in your hand they usually don't hit well coming back from that so i'm a little bit concerned about that one and how long it'll take him to get back if the angels will even be even be in it when he gets back um but prayers up to mike trout i hope he gets back soon Clayton Kershaw had the 15 day with left shoulder soreness shoulder always concerns me. I hope it's not anything major. Um, Adam Wainwright another legendary vet on the mound. he's had a tough last year he committed or he announced that this would be his last mm. um, and he's had a tough last year. I hope he had, I, I wish he had a better going out. Yeah, Adam Wainwright's a legend. He has a shoulder strain right now and he's been getting hit around quite a bit. And the Cardinals have just had a disastrous year. Um, Rowdy Talez to the 10-day IL with a right forearm infl- inflammation. He's struggled a little bit down the stretch hitting. Zach Grinke, 15-day IL with right shoulder tendinitis. Anything shoulder always scares me.
1: A lot of big-name pitchers. pitchers.
0: Big names, big names. Yeah,
1: big names.
0: Another one who just came off the IL. It feels like he just came off the IL. Jose Altuve. Oh, yeah. 10-day with left oblique discomfort.
1: I do think um, that a lot of it is like, let's just get these guys extra rest. That's,
0: uh, that's what I'm thinking, too, with the ulcer break, right? Um dustin may this is a sad one he's undergoing mm. his second tj he just came back year. Mm. brutal 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 he's got so much
1: to yeah
0: um want to give an update on alec manoa his last double a start five innings pitched three hits one run 10ks it's a lot better um you know we, we talked about this about this with sabrina watching guys go through it mentally like that really hits home for me um and he's actually scheduled to make his next major league start on Friday, which is tomorrow as we're recording nope. um, against the Tigers. You know, I hope he's a rival for the Yankees. He pitches well against the Yankees all the time, but, you know, seeing him struggle mentally on the mound, like I hope he comes back. Um, and I hope he figures it out because he's still young and that's, it's a battle, man. People don't know how hard it is when you get in your head on the mound. So um, shout out to Alec Manoa um i am sure you saw some news about the yankees over the past week sarah so i thought i'd address it briefly okay domingo Herman. yeah um 24th pitcher to throw a perfect game i think and it will be history against the oakland a's but
1: he's uh, the first one accused of domestic violence
0: first one accused of domestic violence it's hard for me as a yankee fan right so because i'm about to talk about someone else afterwards who's the yankee Who's in the new headlines recently? Um, you know, it's a great accomplishment, no doubt.
1: No doubt. Um, not discounting that whatsoever.
0: Not discounting that. It's really hard for me as a Yankee fan when they had a Chapman, when they had Herman. Um, you know, I think it's a privilege to play the game of baseball, and these guys are giving given numerous opportunities when you know they're accused of these heinous acts right um so it's really hard for me like you know i'm happy the Yankees won um that game and that series but i didn't celebrate this perfect game it just didn't feel right to me um it, it yeah. just felt like another pitching performance because he yeah, just... he's had a very up and down year and it's the Oakland a's who you know shout exactly to the um, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to shit on the Oakland A's. Shout out Andrew, shout out the A's, um, with the all the A's fans right now. But uh, this was just like another game for me. Like I, I, I didn't treat it any differently, and you know, that's that's pretty much that's all I'll say about it. I'm not going to carry on okay. anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, makes sense.
0: So you know, and as a as I was saying, like it's really hard yeah. for me as a fan to. Oh, Chapman, Herman, and now there's another reliever. We have this year, Jimmy Cordero, who's been really good. Um, he's suspended for the rest of the season for domestic violence. And I think there was other allegations. I didn't read the full report, but you know, to me, like it's really hard like I don't want to act like I know what the front office is doing. But at the same time, I think it's really important. I think I think it's really important to dive into make up and do your research on some of these guys and i think some of that stuff is being overlooked and
1: yeah i just find it interesting like it's a pattern it's a pattern and also that it comes to the fault of the front office when really it should be an hr issue right like these guys are employed by this company and what is hr doing about it they're not much because it's they're like oh baseball operations will take care of it they'll decide like oh he's yeah he's worthy enough to pitch so we're not going to do anything but that's icky that's definitely not the right way to go about it there are systems in place if this were to happen with any other employee that wasn't a player steps would look very differently right Um, so it's just always interesting to me it's like we hear about the staff, the players, the coaches, and the front office. But what's HR? Where's HR in all of this?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, you know, I, I, there's a lot of great people in baseball ops. It shouldn't stop with them, right? Like right. I, we've been, we've both been in baseball ops. You've been in baseball ops way longer than I have, and it, it, they shouldn't be the only decision on this. These kind of type of matters. We we know yeah. this, right? So I don't know i i i just you know i obviously i'm not it's not gonna change i'm I'm a yankee fan i'm a fan of the brand i'm a fan of the team i'm a fan of the history but i am disappointed in in a lot of these acquisitions and a lot of these decisions being made by the front office it's it's really hard to hear that oh the manager just heard about this for the first time the day before these allegations came out like what, what like this is obviously an ongoing and investigation like what wh- where's the disconnect? yeah
1: brian here? cashman has known about this for a long time i can yeah
0: yeah so what's the disconnect here so i just wanted to like make a statement about yeah, those things i love it. i'm uh,
1: really happy you brought it up
0: yeah um but i want to move on to like okay. unless you want to say more no nope, I,
1: I, let's move on until we know more
0: yeah okay so another daniel murphy we remember daniel murphy yes, right he was mets. Uh, mets yeah he actually's attempting a comeback well wow. he's hitting 341 in AAA with the angels right now in salt lake city so
1: oh i love this up. This is a classic angels move
0: <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> right daniel murphy's gonna come up and save the day yeah <laughs> uh, I, I saw that the other day and i was like that daniel murphy yeah go. <laughs> um Padres DFA Nelson Cruz. Sad news. He's had a legendary career as a DH. Yep. Mostly, um, 43 years old. Great career. Padres like can't really waste roster spots on guys like that right now. So they need to figure shit out.
1: They need to really figure shit out.
0: Um, trade news and and promotion news. I guess one of one of each. The Rangers acquired Carlos Chapman in a trade with the Royals. Speaking um, of domestic balance. Yeah, speaking of. So they, they started up the back end of their bullpen, I guess, uh, for two minor league pitchers, Cole Reagan, who's a top prospect, and I don't know the name of the other guy. I can't remember. But anyways, Rangers added some bullpen depth, and the Orioles, who've lost five of their last seven, I believe, um, they promoted Colton Kowser, who was mm-hmm. their 2021 fifth overall pick from Sam Houston State. His first hit was last night, was an RBI single at Yankee Stadium. Um yeah, with Henderson, Adley, Jordan Westburn, Colton Kowser, like all the young guys are up. It's exciting times Jackson Castle. Ho- Mount Castle. Jackson Holiday's moving fast. This is an exciting time to be a Baltimore Baltimore Orioles, so take it in. No doubt. Orioles fans. Last but not least, I just want to name one achievement that was made this week Tuesday. Carlos Correa, 1,000 hits on his career. Um, Great achievement for him. And, you know, someone who's kind of started off slow this year, but he's still a very, very good baseball player. Um, Defensively, he does everything, right? Uh, 1,000 hits. He's still young. Um, Shout out Carlos Correa, former Astro. So. That is it for Vibes this week, Sarah.
1: Um, I have just one, a couple things. Yeah. Um For Vibes, did you check any July 4th fits? The the players were rocking a lot of red, white, and blue in various forms. So
0: I saw the hats. I didn't really look into it too much. I was, like, not watching much baseball on July 4th, sadly. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: Well, Ellie um, De La Cruz was... Rock in a lot of different colored chains like red uh, silver and blue chains Love um he was yeah and mookie betts had some sick jordans so check it out for sure I'm
0: um, gonna, and then look it up
1: i want to talk to you about the draft a little bit um, yes this definitely- glad you brought this up you're your Scotty M.O., but um, first I want to give you my draft names of the week. They're Please. all going to be in the draft, and I want to know if you can name the college or high school um, okay. if I give you the player name.
0: All right, let's try me.
1: Okay, so my names of the week br- 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 uh, from the draft. Cole Schoenwetter.
0: <laughs> Cole Schoenwetter. I don't know that one. I really don't.
1: Okay, he's from California, San Marcos. I believe it's a high okay. school, but um yeah, I mean that's just a ridiculous name. Show, show and wedding. And
0: okay, <laughs> let's go Cole.
1: Okay. Um, next one, an infielder, Gino Groover. Groover. Groover.
0: Is this a college guy? Yes. NC State?
1: Yes, well done, Scotty. Hey, Groover. Oh. How epic is that last name, right?
0: That's a great name.
1: Yeah, and maybe a uh, Italian guy, Gino Groover.
0: Gino, yeah, Gino. Gino.
1: Gino's getting his groove back tonight. Um, okay, <laughs> and speaking of Italians, Rock Raggio. R-O-C. Oh, that's,
0: that's Oklahoma State.
1: Yeah, nailed it. Well yeah, done, Rock, Scotty. yeah, for sure.
0: That's a guess that's. A, that's right in my wheelhouse, Sarah.
1: Yeah, but that's an epic name, too, right?
0: Oh, for sure. Rock is a he, – he's a pretty big character, too, at Oklahoma State, so.
1: Oh, nice. What do you mean by character?
0: Um, So, he was – he got really popular during last year's – I think they did something where they pant, they got dyed her hair blonde, and, like, he hit, like, a lot of home runs in the tournament last year, and it was kind of, like, a big name. So, like, very, very uh, – what do I want to say – charismatic and mm. and really made his presence known.
1: Okay. Um, interesting. So look out for Rock in the upcoming draft. So Scotty, can you give us some like quick hits on the draft, stuff we should be looking for, like stuff you're excited to see or people you're excited to go, and then next week when we come back, you can give us the full breakdown.
0: All right. So names I'm excited for for this draft. First, I, before we talk about the drafts, well, I just want to say that I'm going to be releasing a mock be- okay. right before the draft comes out. I will post it. Okay. Um guys, are really ex-
1: So Scotty Moe's mock draft.
0: Yes, on the foul vibe. Yes. Um guys, I'm excited for. I'm really excited for the LSU guys obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's uh Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz at top end. We've got a couple of other names. There's a lefty pitcher out of high school in Massachusetts, Northeast guy. There's a lot of Northeast prep guys. Mm. Thomas White from the Phillips Academy. Okay. Left-handed pitcher, really exciting arm. Um, I like Tommy Troy out of Stanford. He's a good position player. Um, there's another Northeast uh, pitcher out of Rhode Island named Alex Clemney.
1: Okay. Um,
0: this, this draft is very deep. And um I think there's, I don't know. I am I'm excited for a lot of guys, but those are two, three guys that came off the top of my head right there.
1: Love that. So, And it's the first lottery draft.
0: First lottery draft. Um, Our pirates yeah, of
1: the overall one, one baby.
0: First overall pick. there's a lot of like debate about that pick right now. Like yeah. uh, pirates play it pretty close to the vest, right? I don't know what the pirates are gonna do. That's 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 the scary part for me. Like filling out this mock, I might get one, one wrong.
1: Yeah, should I text Steve Sanders right now and see what's up? See what it is. Sarah. <laughs>
0: see if you can get me some some rumors. But um, you know, there's rumors that they might take a high school guy, which I think would be a mistake. But the top five guys, there's three college guys, two high school guys. Yeah. All five of those guys would go one one any other year.
1: Like this oh, is wow. that's how deep okay. this
0: draft is. But with the position the Pirates are in right now, getting ready to compete, I think it would be a mistake to take a high school guy. Um,
1: Definitely, I'd so, say take a college arm, right? So,
0: I would be happy with any of the college guys Skeens, Cruz Langford. I think Cruz is number one, but I I'd I'd be happy with either of them. Mm. Um, and I think that if this is a cost saving maneuver, that doesn't make much sense because with the Davis year, they had picks. They had earlier picks in the second round. Their next pick is at 42 this year. So like, I don't know who of worth they're going to get to float down to 42. Um, so I'm interested to see how I think there's a lot of rumors going around that they might take this high school kid from Indiana. They might, but I from I name? feel Max Clark.
1: Okay.
0: Um I feel like that's a negotiation tactic. So we'll see. All right. But um all righty.
1: So, it goes so the tr- draft sat draft Sunday, derby Monday, All-Star game. Well, the draft is all three days, but the first round of the draft, Sunday, um, Derby Monday night, and All-Star Game Tuesday night. Exactly. Okay. Big, big week ahead.
0: Can't wait. All righty. Sarah, should we get into the wine?
1: Yeah. I've been drinking it. It's been nice. Let's talk about it a bit, shall we?
0: All righty. Sarah, what do you think?
1: Um. Okay. I think I like Sangiovese. Um, I'm a big fan of the grape. I'll give, since we're not drinking the same one, I'm just going to rate the grape. Okay. If that's okay with you, I'm going to give it a um, 50. I'll give it a 50. Okay. Um, most things that are super popular aren't always the best, but they're pretty average. Like they're palatable, right? Because everyone. Everyone likes them, um, and so I think it's a it's a league average kind of great.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give it a 60. I think it's above average, great.
1: Oh, okay, because you love Chianti so much.
0: Yeah, I love you know my Italian Reds. Um uh, yeah. I think it's I think it's above average, and I like that I could probably drink this whole bottle. Like it's light, <laughs> like it's easy. It's e- I think the food pairings listed were let me see, I have them written down: eggplant parmesan, pizza. Mm. And, Anti So and, uh, three of my favorite f- favorite food groups or foods. Um, so um, yeah, no, this is just something I would I would drink with my favorite foods, and and it's easy to drink. Um, I also have a comp. Okay. Eggplant parmesan, chicken farm, same thing. Anthony will be.
1: Yeah, maybe that was
0: coming. <laughs> Who are you going with?
1: Okay, I'm going to go. I also want an Italian guy. Um, I'm trying to just find someone, think of someone. Okay, this guy played for Team Italy. His name does I mean, his name ends in a sometimes vowel. So I'm going to go with Matt Harvey.
0: Okay. There we because
1: go. at its at its best, it can be really good. It's like the Dark Knight sometimes sweeping in, being a superhero. Um, but it's not not always great, depending on the winery. So Sandra Vista is the Matt Harvey the one.
0: Love it, love <laughs> it. That's perfect. All right, Sarah. Well, um, we'll be back um, in the next week or two.
1: Yeah, we'll be back. We'll give you. Um, at the All Star break, I think we should talk about the draft, break down the Derby and the yes. game and then go through our um go back and look at our preseason predictions and see where we are halfway through the season.
0: Preseason predictions. Maybe we'll highlight a couple of the interviews we had for the first half.
1: Yeah, season. give some Foulvine All-Stars. Let's do it. All right. Sounds good. Well, enjoy the baseball out there, Viners, and enjoy the wine.
0: Cheers. Salute.
1: Cheers. Uh,
0: intro music by jordan montgomery and driving Well black records uh look big paper i increase my wealth uh red wine that's good for my health uh wrestle with demons i ain't take no else. uh allow me to introduce myself i said big paper i increase my wealth huh Red wine, that's good for my health, uh. Wrestle with demons, I ain't take no L's, huh. Allow me to introduce myself. Oh, thank you.